Hello, my community. Welcome back to our sub-series of Instructional Ecology. These micro-episodes examine Tiny Gems from our FSL Common Read book this year, Relationship-Rich Education by Peter Felton and Leo M. Lambert. Maybe this week's episode will get you thinking differently about how we're doing things at the college right now and how we might do things in the future. Let's take a moment to connect with the reading. These are Sustainable Connections. are midway through the book and through our faculty, staff, and leadership common read journey for the 2022-23 academic year. Since we're at the midpoint of the FSL common read program, let's refresh our sense of purpose. Recall that the common read book experience isn't an initiative of activities we must adopt. It's a chance to think together about important ideas in our professional world. We're not here to do things we don't want to do or that wouldn't serve us. Simply the act of faculty, staff, and leadership reading the same text about our profession and talking about it, working through what would work through us and what is merely interesting to know, is the true work that we need to do together. These are interconnections that the CTE hopes to nourish. It's a chance to choose solidarity over splintering. No conclusion is foregone. We all connect with a common point of reference and talk together about how things are now and how they could be in the future. So let's open chapter three, making relationships a cultural priority. Let's begin with the epigraph to the chapter on page 58, which reads, quote, it's next to impossible to shift the culture overnight. You need to build it from the ground up, knowing that there's support from the top from Mary Dean Sorsonelli, University of Massachusetts Amherst, unquote. This is a signal going into chapter three that this is a chapter that begins to think about solutions to the issues the authors have spent two chapters defining. It's a signal that as they talk about solutions, they intend to look closely at effective changes that are agreed upon at every level of the college and university communities they observed. What does this tell us about unity and purpose when communities are ready to change? And we've heard this exact observation before in this space. In episode one of season two of Instructional Ecology, we hear professor and former department chair Elena Martinez-Vidal say that any true change at a higher ed institution has to bubble up, she says, like a good soup. She said that when many people at many levels, but especially those doing the direct service to students, begin to want specific change, that's when it finally happens and happens for good. And indeed, on page 59, the authors decide, quote, the central question, therefore, is how can institutions be strategic about maximizing opportunities for their students to experience meaningful relationships with faculty, staff, and influential peers? In other words, how can institutions bring the notion of relationship-rich education to scale? Unquote. Oof, great question, as we say in the business. We all know how complex MTC is with three campuses and multiple schools of study. How do we scale changes at the college? Huge question. 
And addressing this question is essential if we want meaningful and sustainable change. On page 60, the authors tell us, quote, Voices on every campus we visited underscored the importance of institutional culture in fostering relationship building. Vice Provost Randy Bass of Georgetown, who plays a significant role in shaping that institution's culture of teaching and learning, made the point that relationships are strongest where the structures and the culture are intended to serve the cause of allowing relationships to happen. This idea of intentionality and fostering a culture that allows relationships to flourish is key, unquote. So this moves us beyond what we observed at the end of chapter two, that every institution has pockets of faculty and staff working to educate through relationship-rich principles or connection. The authors say that in order for the entire student population to have the benefits that only some now enjoy, there must be institution-wide intention and structure to make the thing go right. How could that happen? We'll have to read more of the chapter to find out what Felton and Lambert suggest. And we can do that together. Tomorrow, Friday, January 20th at 11 a.m. is our bi-monthly Zoom where all of MTC faculty, staff, and leadership are invited to have a conversation about the reading. We'll be talking about Chapter 3, Making Relationships a Cultural Priority. You don't have to have read the chapter before joining us. I'll have excerpts at the ready for us to discuss. If you have read the chapter, you'll be a great boon to the discussion. If you haven't, your perspective at the college and response to what's before us will be so welcome. We hope, as always, to have special perspective of all three groups here at the college. The Zoom invitation link is in your college email and the calendar invitation. If you can't find it, reach out to us at the CTE and we'll send it to you. That's all for this micro episode. Questions about the FSL Common Read Zoom? or ideas about scaling change at the college, email me at h-o-u-l-e-c at midlandstech.edu if you'd like to share a response to today's thinking. And don't forget, you can access the ebook for free through the MTC Library website. Join us tomorrow, January 20th at 11 a.m. to talk about Chapter 3 and dig into these very engaging and tricky questions of how to make changes we would like to see happen. And I hope to see you tomorrow. <laughs>